0: Welcome back to the Insanity Podcast. I am Adam. And
1: I am your mama.
0: <laughs> it's not actually true.
1: You are, Sorry. I just
0: You're actually Jess, right? Do you want to do that? Yes,
1: I am and I am Jess.
0: Yeah. What an odd way to open up. Anyway. Mm. I'm I, Adam. I could
1: be your mama. You don't know that.
0: You you literally could not. Not your mama. <laughs> I mean, okay, the listener's mama.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, there's some persi- yeah, We don't cool. know. This could be in the future, so I can uh, either adopt you.
0: I mean, the point of this whole podcast is to sort of document our thoughts on different topics for, you know, to, to solidify our, uh, our uh, documentation of our thoughts and, and shit. Anyway, we're gonna talk about sports today, which is my absolute favorite thing to talk about in the whole wide world.
1: Uh and a quick note, we are filming this. Filming. Well, we kinda are filming. We're Recording. just not seeing the you're not seeing the film part of it, uh, because there is no film part, because it's twenty twenty people. Uh, 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 we, oh, we don't have film. Yeah, we don't use
0: film anymore. We use
1: video uh, digital. And,
0: yeah, zeros and ones.
1: Yeah. Binary. Uh, anyway, so we are uh, recording this on July 5th, uh, yes. the day after July 4th,
0: it's which is the n- day after. Yeah, that's numerically and chronologically accurate, yes.
1: Yeah. Which I believe July 4th is two days after July 2nd, and if I remember correctly, that's the day the Declaration of Independence was first signed.
0: July 2nd? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. I could but be like, wrong on
1: the exact date, but it wasn't uh, official. That's right. It is? Okay. So uh we're not talking about July Fourth, but what we are talking about is you might hear big booms in the background
0: from your side.
1: From my side, it is. Oh, because it's evening. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nine o'clock here. It's like two a.m. in Adam's place. I don't know that how works. far time difference is.
0: I mean, if you do math science, it it's five hours. Okay, behind. okay,
1: okay. Central to Mountain is one hour. To Pacific is two we don't hours. We're to do all that.
0: We're to do all that. To
1: uh, Alaska is three hours to Hawaii is four hours to Philippines is six hours to China is on seven the other hours, side. hours. Philippines to is ahead of you. Philippines is ahead of you. England is eight hours. So you're to uh, New York is nine hours and back to Central Time is 10 hours. So you are 10 hours. I'm 10 hours behind myself.
0: Nothing you just said was accurate. Not a word I, you just said.
1: Actually, I did say Mountain is one hour behind Central, so I I may have lost it. Okay, one
0: thing you said. All right. Anyway. So I, sports. I,
1: I, yeah. Anyway. So, yes, you'll hear some big booms. Uh, those aren't people celebrating sports ball because there is no sports ball right now. Uh,
0: Good. There shouldn't be.
1: Not yet. There will be soon, I think. Uh,
0: Great. Can't uh, wait.
1: I think – nascar race today and formula one race today so some sports are going back but those aren't actually ball sports those are tire sports i don't know how you want to define this but
0: i actually have a healthy respect for race car drivers more so than i do any other version of athletes
1: um if you've been watching our playthrough of super mario world you'll understand his hatred of football players (laughs) we didn't have any race car drivers in high school uh at the time we were in high school so uh maybe that's why he likes them and also maybe he got into mario kart i'm not really sure though i'm like two weeks behind on uh uploading those videos so if you're wondering where that went if you actually watch both the youtube and listen to the podcast uh it'll be up um this week sometime we're just a few weeks behind
0: it happens you know things are things are crazy right now yeah. Society is, is tearing itself apart and we just wanna play Mario and talk about sports. Like <laughs> so there's <clears throat> there's that. Um anyway, so if you don't mind, just go ahead and just start talking about the sports ball topic. I'm gonna go ahead and state my position up front, and then you can state your position up front and then we can delve into the details afterwards. Um is that, yes. that, that's an accurate a good format to go for
1: that's a great format sorry i accidentally had myself muted and was talking but you couldn't hear me
0: so i'm not really a fan of professional sports in any way shape or form as they currently exist in society i think there are too many negative consequences that professional sports take on the athlete, the city in which the team resides, taxpayers, the economy, and a lot of residual effects that come out of professional sports, such as human trafficking that outweigh any societal benefit that comes from a a city or a team participating in any professional league, especially when it comes to the Olympics or Um, professional football, or the NBA, uh, not to mention all the second and third layer effects that people who participate have on society, like the idolization of these people. So my position is, if I could get rid of professional sports, I would. And then I would also take it down to college level, because the effect that college sports has on both the participants and on the college itself uh, kind of takes away from the purpose of higher education from from the beginning, in my opinion. I don't think that going to college to play a sport is a legitimate action, if that makes sense. That's my position, your turn. Mm
1: -hmm. My position is I'm a big fan of professional sports. I think they offer a lot of things. I don't want to just do like rebuttals to everything you say, okay. uh, uh, but um, I think there are problems with them. Yes. There's problems with everything. Uh, I, I see college sports as okay. I think there are some issues. It depends on why you're going to college. Uh, if you're going to get a degree or if you're going to play sports, is two very different things because some people go to college just to go to college and that's okay. But if you're getting a degree from it, but you never actually learn the stuff, then you basically were cheated out of an education. But if you're just going to get to go to the professional sports, then you're not getting cheated out of the education. You got the education you wanted. Well, You've learned how to play that sport better.
0: That's fair. We've also been exploited by the school um, for profit. you yeah. got no financial reimbursement because of it. And, Who's to say that you're going to last in uh, in a professional sports league long enough to recoup any of the costs that you've done that you've had on yourself, either from a, a physical health or mental health perspective, or from a, a financial perspective? Excuse me. I went to the mall today, and that was fun.
1: And you got everyone sick, apparently. And I'm pretty
0: sure fun. I'm going to die soon. Anyway, um,
1: oh, relatively speaking, define soon. Like soon in the next hundred years. That's soon. In the grand scheme of the, I mean,
0: everything is as a scale, right? Yeah. Everything functions on the scale. Um, uh, all right. So, in the perspective of an athlete, uh, let's see. In high school, I was, not me, but like an athlete. Like, this isn't me talking. This is an athlete talking. In high school, I played on the sports team, name your sport. And then I got accepted into this college on a sports scholarship where sport? I spent a, a sport, you know, football, baseball, basketball, tennis, soccer, fucking any sport. And
1: then, so I, sports- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hopefully you go back and listen to the sports you listed off. And then what you said at the end of that, because it was, brilliant because it sounded like you said something else was a sport i'm not going to say it because i don't want to ruin it i want you to have to go back and listen to it to hear what what you just said any sport no before that soccer you'll just have to go back and listen to it
0: i don't know what (laughs) fucking any sport all right anyway (laughs) so anyway i go to college on a sports scholarship sports ball. i sports my way through college learned absolutely fucking nothing Nothing I could use in the real world should my one plan in life completely fall through. I guess Sondine was like a, a third tier you know, athlete or whatever. Do that for about a year and then I had the whole rest of my life to figure out what to do because nothing worked out. Yes. That's my sports ball story.
1: Or let me do this other one. I go to high school and you know I uh I learn a sport, right? Yeah. I, I Well, I go to high school and I excel at this sport. Then I go on to college and all I'm focused singularly, I get my scholarship on this sport. I do this sport and pretty much only focus on this because they see me as the best. And then I go on and get this really amazing job doing this sport. Hmm. But then I realize, A, I don't like it anymore or B, I get fired because I'm not as good as I thought I was. And then I have to go figure out what I want to do oh, wait, now change the word me saying sport and say math or say journalism or say anything. Because <laughs> a lot of times you get so singularly focused in any career that you focus on that and you have no marketable skills for the quote-unquote real world, which is a terrible thing because everything's the real world. You make, you make a career out of anything.
0: I mean, that's fair, but okay.
1: So I mean that's the thing, like the idea of like you you get you go to college uh, and you're being pushed to do this one task, this one sport. We do that to smart kid, quote unquote, smart kids all the time with STEM, basically. Mm. And you could, and if you've, and as some of our listeners and we probably both can attest to, you could be the top of your game in high school and go to college. And you may still be pretty high up, but once you get into like grad school, you're no longer at the top of your game. And so higher academics and sports almost parallel from like middle school and high school all the way up. Except when you go from college, you go on to grad school versus going into some professional league, maybe a minor league. And then you go on to your postdoc versus going into the major league. And it's just so competitive and so hard. And you, saw, you start seeing people drop off and drop off And then you're trying to figure out you spent your 10, 15, 20 years of your life learning math. And then you're like, I'm not good enough at it, or I don't like it anymore. And I spent all my life doing this. Now I have no marketable skills because I know pure mathematics. And guess what pure mathematics doesn't help you do? Your taxes.
0: (laughs) Okay. But... Studying journalism or psychology or math or anything else doesn't leave you with life-altering injuries that you could ever recover from. I mean, unless unless uh, your unless your debate team gets pretty hot, <laughs> hot and heavy well, for
1: let's let's go. Uh, I know this isn't that story. We're going into a different thing here, but no, it may not leave you life-altering injuries, except for the fact that. The more education you get, the more likely you are to be an alcoholic. Sportsball so
0: players suffer with alcoholism, or you know. I don't with know if their rates are, are as
1: high as grad school students.
0: They have higher divorce rates.
1: Well, I mean that, yeah, but that's not that's injury fact. to your physical body. Mental, yes, mental. Uh, all of this is mentally bad.
0: Life is mentally taxing, even if you're a million-dollar sportsball player, multi multimillionaire.
1: Yeah, we can't really say like, which is mentally worse uh, being an athlete versus being a successful lawyer or versus being uh, middle management versus being bottom rung at a job. There's so many, so many factors that play into that, that uh, have, that we just can't get into, but physical injuries, we Very can't worse. say like, so uh, and Mike it so also depends on the uh, sport. Cause if your sport is uh, golf, you're not going to have as many physical injuries as, say, uh, what is it, soccer, football, or hockey, or wrestling. Um, golf is going to have more of the lower end, and tennis is probably more medium, along with, like, basketball is a little bit more injury injurious, but I don't think it's as bad as, like, soccer and football and hockey and if you know it's like soccer football and hockey what makes them so injurious i don't even know how to pronounce this word but let's just say program. that's a
0: word let's just say that's the word sure okay uh
1: is uh head use you you get hit in the head a lot Concussions. soccer you head the ball TBI.
0: So. yeah football tbis
1: yeah even more so than we talked about auto racing auto racing is pretty darn safe uh compared to some of these other sports
0: well they use a lot more personal protective equipment i think, i mean yeah in football they use helmets and stuff but that i mean i guess in both cases the helmet only protects the like outer part of your skull so it th- doesn't prevent nothing's going to prevent your brain from being jarred around yeah. in a um, high impact
1: i remember a few years ago i forgot how many years ago troy aikman three-time super bowl winning quarterback for the dallas cowboys so He's been in the sport a while. He had a lot of concussions. He no. said they should stop wearing helmets in football. Really? Yes. And his reasoning was people would stop leading with their heads. There be He thought if we stopped wearing helmets, we'd have fewer injuries because people f- use that as, like, thinking it's protection. Oh, that's thinking serious. those yeah. helmets are, are protecting them more than they are. And they're not. They are pretty protective in some ways, but you – you have that false sense of security. Yeah. And so the idea, if you take away that false sense of security, you don't see as many injuries. And I wonder if that's, if there's some to it because basketball, there is no security uh, there. Yeah. You're just, and it's a physical sport, but you don't see, I don't think you see as many injuries except for like when you jump and then you land, which of course is you do that enough times you are going to get hurt. So
0: how do you feel about um, the analogy of sports? as a religion
1: it makes sense yes i would say that sports in as a religion makes a lot of sense because what does sports do it gathers a group of people into this large auditorium or stadium breaking Um, social
0: distancing rules yes
1: uh yeah (laughs) Uh, which you're allowed to do at church for some reason Uh, because jesus will help you i don't really know
0: Uh, you know, religion. You know, there's there's no force more powerful, more powerful, on the planet than religion. Even if it's illogical to proceed with allowing, you know, group events from happening, if you do it in God's name, I I think you're fine as far as the government's concerned. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so so like, so people dress in a certain way when they go to so go to see games. They're like dressed up in their cosplay. Uh, I always say that like sports is a lot like you know cosplay for more nerdy people who where they dress up to look like their characters on some anime or some video game or some TV series. Yeah, and we call that cosplay. Well, sports you're dressing up like your favorite football player. Right, right. You're wearing their jersey. You're cosplaying. Uh, right. So uh, you know you dress up in a certain outfit like your Sunday morning attire, participating in something that you're not actually active necessarily. You know, like if you go to a church service, you are participating, but you're not ne- needed to be there to participate. There's something going on on the stage. Right. Or the upfront, and you're just there to help add to it. And the same in sports, you add to it, you add to the crowd. And we're going to see this a lot in the upcoming weeks, how weird it's going to look watching sports in dead silence (laughs) right where there's no crowd it's going to be weird because you the crowd does add something to the feel. and then of course there's a lot of hope and ritual and uh things that you do before every so before like games you'll have like these rituals of what people do uh where they'll like someone will have the flag of the team run out onto this out in the stadium uh or they'll come out in a certain way or to a certain song uh and everybody will do the same thing and you just have this idea of like these are the rituals we do. And right then,
0: like like the uh national anthem.
1: Yeah. Right, every, well not every, even that. I mean, I mean that's, just like, that's
0: part of it though.
1: Yeah. But that's it's like the American
0: just, ritual but also other countries do that too with their national anthems.
1: I before think of sports it like, games. Yeah, like uh do other countries do national anthems in the same yeah, way we of course. do?
0: Yeah absolutely i know countries that do that that do their national anthem uh before like i've been to movie theaters in some countries where before the movie starts they'll do the national anthem to their country before a movie in a movie theater that's bizarre
1: yeah so yeah other countries do that we also do our national anthem too before movie theaters it's the disney logo where you see the pans out onto the the (laughs) castle yeah (laughs) United States of America presented by Disney. (laughs) Only on Disney Plus.
0: In partnership with Apple, Amazon, and Facebook. (laughs) 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 That'd be a hell of an ad before.
1: (laughs) Just think if they all teamed up together, they would own America.
0: They would. Absolutely. Absolutely. They'd have a monopoly that no one could. Yeah.
1: Let's see. Who do you need? You need Amazon, Walmart, Apple, Microsoft,
0: Google. Google, Facebook.
1: Facebook. You wouldn't even need Facebook really because with those they could just create their own Facebook.
0: No, Facebook has Facebook has all the data on us. Like there's you need that personal data. You know, in order to control people, you need to know who they are, yeah. right? What they care about. Right.
1: Yeah. So who owns Twitter? Does that owns Twitter? Twitter.
0: Twitter's its yeah. own thing still. So. Instagram is all like Facebook though. Yeah. And so does WhatsApp. So all you guys out there texting your side chicks on WhatsApp, Facebook knows about that. Just be aware, and so does the NSA, just so you're aware. But
1: As if the NSA cares. <laughs> I love all the people who are like, the NSA knows what I'm up to. It's like the NSA doesn't care what you're up to. <laughs> no. Look, I'm sure, I, I, I doubt your therapist cares what you're up to. <laughs> I
0: don't know. You've got,
1: quite, you've got quite a boring life. Nobody cares about you.
0: <laughs> most, most people, yeah. My life is actually really interesting, but I won't talk about it. Let me hear. You know, life's. <laughs> anyway, sports ball. <laughs>
1: Adam breaks out his. Uh, uh, so I'll read this real quick. Narcissism. Um,
0: <laughs> it may seem odd to equate religion with sport entertainment, but it must be understood that prior to mass communications, religious ceremonies were a source of entertainment for ordinary people who rarely attended a theater or traveled to a sporting event. Sports and religion may ha- uh, may get categorized separately, but their intersections is difficult to miss. Various scholars discuss sport in terms of natural religion, humanistic religion, and primitive polytheism, pointing out that spectators worship other human beings, their achievements, and their groups to which they belong. And that sports stadia and arenas resemble cathedrals where followers gather to worship their heroes and pray for their successes. If ritual may be entertaining, then entertainment, as experienced in a sports stadium, may be be ritualistic. Fans wear team colors and carry its flags, icons, and mascots. Then there is repetitive chanting of team encouragement, hand clapping, booing the other team, doing the wave, and so forth. The singing of an anthem at a sporting event likely has similar psychological effects as the singing of a hymn in church. Given that sports entertainment has obvious similarities to religious rituals, it is reasonable to ask whether the connection between fans and their preferred sport has psychological effects that are comparable. To religious experiences, effects that account for religion as a worldwide human adaptation. And the article goes on to. I'll I'll post a link to the article. What's the name it. of the article? It's called "Is Sport a Religion?" on Psychology Today, which is one one uh, uh, publication that I enjoy quite a bit. of You're familiar with psychological Psychology, psychology Today, so I think so. When I read that, I think back to my youth group days, and the biggest day of the year for a youth group turnout was always Super Bowl Sunday, because the entire youth group, after church, after you know Bible study and Bible or Sunday school and everything else, would go over to the minister's house or somebody else's house that was in the youth group or whatever, and there's football in the yard. There's barbecuing. There's all the Fourth of July type stuff, but um, in
1: February or January, back when you were a kid,
0: yeah, in honor of the uh, in honor of the religious ceremony known as the Super Bowl.
1: Uh, so the thing about sports being as a religion that makes sense. Also, that's not really for or against sports. That's just kind of what sports is. Uh, The same way, like not for against religion. That's just the way it is. Uh, You can argue that Super Bowl Sunday has become a holiday and very little of it has anything to do with who plays in the Super Bowl, right? Because here's the thing we remember. You can ask anybody like, did you celebrate Super Bowl Sunday? Yes, probably. And this is what I'm going to ask everybody. I know it's been a while, six months, five months. (laughs) Who won the Super Bowl this year?
0: I do not even played in
1: the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> who was the Who was the finalist? Who was the runner-up? Uh, I'll give you all time. Couldn't tell you. Do, 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 do. The answer is Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers lost and lost it, lost the game. Uh, made some mistakes, uh, but nobody yeah. remembers that. And so it's not, It's not even a matter of the actual sport. It's. We have created the holiday because we just created this day. We just said Super Bowl Sunday is the day we're gonna celebrate. And it's the event.
0: One- and people yeah. are now starting to get off work for this thing. Like people yeah. are start, like Monday afterwards is off for people.
1: Because it's just an excuse to drink <laughs> and party and hang out with people. You don't actually have to know what happened. And you can see it in the like the ratings of the Super Bowl. The ratings don't go up until the last two minutes. Like, the ratings skyrocket in the past, last two minutes because that's when people want to watch it. Yeah, people If it's want to close, uh, and this past year it was close enough. I can't even remember when, what the, when Kansas City took their lead uh, to win the game. But, um, yeah, and if it's not close, then the ratings just drop quickly because people still party, though. They just don't care about the game.
0: Yeah, so if I, I think, fine, fine, but do you, you don't need – sports to tell you to have a party you no it's sports just sports to have a party around so yeah why, but for why is you need uh,
1: something you need something that everybody understands and gets to celebrate and we don't really have a good february holiday because you got to think we have new year's and then our next major holiday that people all celebrate is memorial day uh, because we've designated certain holidays that you can celebrate, and certain holidays you don't really celebrate that well. Like, let's face it, we don't celebrate MLK Day the same way. Uh,
0: right, but we should.
1: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we we're should. not going to have like barbecues and stuff. Why it not? Seems let's
0: swap out Super Bowl. Give a Super Bowl. Uh, throw in MLK Day. Yeah, uh, and we
1: don't do it for Easter. Easter's the next one because we we, we go hang out with family, we have a nice meal but we don't like celebrate this big fun time. And so we use it on Memorial day weekend because that's the official unofficial start of summer. Um, and so we kind of celebrate that weekend, which is a really weird weekend to celebrate, but Hey.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about how we celebrate holidays for a minute. Cause it kind of bothers me employers. I don't mind people getting time off work, but employers will dedicate time off work for you to uh, go and appreciate Whatever it is that you're celebrating—Labor Day, Memorial Day, um, Christmas, New Year's, Um, whatever—but on on Memorial Day and Veterans Day, uh, rarely, maybe even probably Fourth, yeah, Fourth of July—I'd probably throw in that category as well. Rarely, I think, do people actually sit and like reflect on what those mean. Most of the time, they just sit back and just enjoy this day off Columbus Day. Um, I, I think if, <laughs> if you were to sit back and and look at Columbus, you might uh, you might say that probably doesn't need to be a holiday anymore.
1: I used to say I, I used to do a very PG version of it, and I would say on Columbus Day, I'm going to go over to my neighbor's house and break into their house and and say I discovered this house and just live there. Uh, <laughs> I've had friends who told me some other things I should do that I'm going to, I just decide not to add to the list of things I would do in honor of Columbus Day. Uh, Yeah. Are they, are they,
0: are they they sinful things?
1: Yes. Very sinful things. Um, (laughs) Columbus is not the good guy people. Yeah. Uh, You know, the statues have been being knocked down everywhere about Columbus with uh, now because of, as the protest and, have been going on around uh, the U S and I Good. had one of my very racist uh, family members uh, not particularly in this post, but she's racist. I know it. Uh, we've called her out plenty of times on it. Uh, but anyway, that's not important. And And she posted something where they tore down a Columbus statue and she's like, what did Columbus do? And then one of my other fr- friends uh, posted on there, genocide. <laughs> that was Freak, her response. Murderer. And it was the best. Yeah. Like, do you not know this? What he did? He did a lot of bad things. Uh, yeah. One of the things that annoys me about Memorial Day is they're like uh, people are like, uh, "I'm thankful for all the troops," and it's like, that's not Memorial Day though, technically.
0: No, that's Veterans Day, or Yeah, our forces day. But okay, so
1: that so we don't know what the oh sorry. I
0: don't, I don't know if you're if you're a self. If you're self-identifying patriotic American since America. most of what our audience would be American. Uh, so if you're a patriotic, call yourself
1: patriotic American. We're going to be yeah, honest the- here. We're talking about U S Americans, the yes. den- denonym. Thank you. Uh, we get that American technically refers to anybody from the top of Canada to the South, the, to the, the bottom of Chile, Chile bottom do they say bottom in chile i don't
0: know sorry for the bottom another here america
1: <laughs> you really can't it's it, there's kind of a section of uh, of america that you just can't traverse over and actually safely.
0: actually argentina uh flows further down than uh chile Chilean coast yeah the, the border of chile ends before the southern tip of south america i've been through there before i didn't know that compared to magellan and all that straight to magellan belonged to argentina
1: Huh. Um, see things things that the,
0: the more you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh <laughs> America. So if you're American and you celebrate Armed Forces Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Fourth of July, any other quote unquote patriotic holiday, um, the point the point of of showing respect to people who have died in combat, people who have served in the military is to recognize why they're participating in the, uh, activities that they are participating in. And if you don't sit and reflect on foreign policy as it stands and think to yourself, do we need to be doing the things that we're currently doing with troops all over the world? Um, and question, the activities that are happening, then you're not really honoring the memory of those who have already passed on. You're simply cheerleading. I mean, effectively, you're cheerleading without any sort of um, knowledge or recognition as to why. And that's the question that everyone should be asking with every political issue that we have going on right now, especially when it involves foreign policy or domestic policy. use of troops however you want to use troops should we is that what country founded on the principles that we're finding on should be doing um so i'll get off my stump speech now and we'll get back to sports <laughs> oh all i was going to say
1: to that is like uh just to add to that at the end is uh hey if uh just because you're support the troops don't mean you have to support war because guess what, troops yeah. can still get paid, and not get shot at. They, it's they allowed. Can.
0: <laughs> they they can, or you know, if you if if I'm if I'm gonna get shot at, it better be for a damn good reason. Yeah. It better not be because some politician has this beef with some other dude, or you need some fucking oil, or some other. Um, anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm there's. Th-
0: I've covered this yeah, topic in the On Liberty podcast. So if you want to go listen to that, I'll link to it. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, truthfully if you're pro if you're pro soldier, you're generally anti-war, right? Like Those, that's
0: that would be the the logical you, conclusion that I would come up with, but because the idea of
1: a soldier is to fight as the last resort, not the first resort. Right.
0: Uh, After diplomacy and all other maybe me, I'm not really a fan of sanctions either, but if sanctions are the last I mean, sanctions should be the last resort, but the last resort to the sanctions should be maybe kinetic conflict if there's nothing else that can be done. But no. um we we sort of jumped the gun anyway, it's in the so, podcast. But yeah. So basically <laughs> so if you're what we're going to celebrate the is- holiday, fucking realize why you're celebrating
1: it. Yeah. If you're gonna shoot off fireworks, uh to say this is for all the soldiers, also remember a lot of soldiers have PTSD and those fireworks aren't necessarily helping.
0: Yeah. Absolutely true.
1: Um, um so that's yeah. our little segment that we're going to put out, I guess, tomorrow as a different podcast. I <laughs> on was
0: only like five minutes talking about it. That was,
1: was like all
0: right. So let's say, all right. So you live nearby. We're going to bring it back. You live, you live nearby um, some veterans and whatnot, and you know they're veterans. You see them go to the VFW, you know, and you're out there for uh, Super Bowl Sunday shooting up your fireworks. That has the exact same fe- effect as fireworks on the world or Super Bowl or 4th um, of July or any of these other holidays. So maybe just be aware of your surroundings. And if you know that you have veterans that are nearby that suffer from PTSD, A, support them, and B, just put the fireworks away. Okay, it's not that important. Um, yes. So. Um,
1: yes, definitely. I think definitely support the troops when they come back home, is something that gets lost a lot and is very important. By that, I mean
0: privatize the VA and 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 unfuck the uh, the whole veteran support system, that, the veteran quote unquote support system that exists um, by getting rid of the VA and privatizing it and allowing uh, soldiers and sailors and everyone else that comes back to seek the health care that they need without having to jump through. 1 million and one bureaucratic loopholes to actually get it and waiting for years and years and years and dying of cancer because guess what you didn't treat it fucking five years ago whenever I first said I had anyway regardless. Yeah.
1: I, Adam can, I, I guess, have you gone into that particular thing more about coming home from?
0: No, we can do that some other time. Yeah, Let's talk about sports. sports yeah. So
1: that is a great topic we should discuss sometime or you should discuss in on Liberty or whatever. Yeah, uh,
0: I take issue with the conflation of religion and nationalism, which I think I'll talk about on, on Liberty tomorrow, I believe. But um, our topic tomorrow is nationalism, in case you want to tune
1: in. Ooh.
0: Um,
1: I mean, that's not really like a awesome topic to discuss. Like, it's not like, yay, yeah, nationalism. Yeah. It's not like, ah, oh.
0: nationalism. Oh, yeah. The thing I forgot about. Well, it's Fourth of July. You know, it's a it's a timely topic to discuss, especially under the current circumstances. And whenever conservatives conflate, so you see it on Facebook all the time, right? The pledge of allegiance, and then they they embolden and emphasize the under God portion of the pledge of allegiance, which wasn't even there until like the 1950s, after yeah. um, at the beginning of the Cold War. Because we had this, the U.S. had to separate itself from Russia somehow. So we said, "Hey, if we use, if if we if we identify, if we tag our identity with God, then you can, you know, now we're morally justified in everything that we're doing." Um, so, you know, they conflate
1: uh, manifest destiny in the 1950s,
0: right? Well, that's also when they when they put uh, under God on a currency. And that's when they started putting. Well, that was kind of hit and miss between like the late 1800s and all the way up to like 1920s, 1930s. But then in the 1950s, it became standard for everything to have stamped on every single uh, yeah. piece of currency for that exact same reason.
1: You would not believe what the government was doing to its citizens in the 1950s either. Very Christian stuff. I'm
0: sure it was. I'm sure <laughs> God would appreciate it. Um, but uh, so yeah, the, the, the so then the acceptance of that, by Christians and this sort of embracing of nationalism as a part of Christian identity um, causes a lot of moral issues in my opinion and that's only gotten worse under the current administration which has basically used religion as like a uh, I don't even know how you can how you can use religion as a pedestal um, without knowing anything about religion, but that's what he's done successfully.
1: I mean, truthfully, <laughs> if you want to be honest, so did the founding fathers. They were all deist and they used Christianity, right? That's I mean, yeah, I guess <sighs> I mean did they not, not
0: they- to the extreme. I mean Jefferson well, was was clearly in, any any of the founding fathers were clearly at least in their personal writings opposed the idea of conjoining this church and the state. That was the entire, one of the entire purposes of getting rid of uh, the British empire in the first place was to get them out from under the religious rule.
1: And then they turned and they used a lot of Christian language and Christian ideals. Well, you know, that were going on at the time Mm. to create this and pacify and have a rallying cry for its people because Christianity was a great experiment in the U S yeah kind of what what is modern christianity is kind of been created out of the u.s uh and just this idea of freedom of religion and it blew up and then we started conflating uh religion and nationalism which has been around for a long time we just did it in a different way we because we did it and pretended like we haven't done it other countries straight up say, this is the Greek Orthodox church. This is the Russian Orthodox church. And we're like, this is the church and the church loves America. Cause God loves America. That's right. And the Tennessee Titans.
0: <laughs> oh, why would God choose, choose America? Like there are so many other more oh easy morally because, outstanding countries than the U S like,
1: uh, because America just because of that, because if Jesus spoke English. We all should.
0: Right, but Jesus wasn't white and didn't speak English. So, America?
1: America. Anyway, uh, and then of course we conflate uh, religion and uh, sports. So, what's the difference? It's all, uh, it's all, I mean, it's, it's all, all, all together. Of, it's all three times the
0: same. It's all three prongs of the same yep. fork, right?
1: Because if you go to a lot of sporting events, not all of them, you have a prayer and the national anthem before the game. So it's all together. Right. And have you seen some of the prayers before sporting events? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's quite a show. Yeah. And then there are other sporting events that don't do prayers, but, you know, uh, good for them. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, there are a lot of f- issues with uh Conflating sports into being anything more than a, a game. game, yeah. And that's my big point. Why I'm so professional. Sports. We can get into economic what it can do to the economy, both positive and negative. It does bring a lot of jobs. The NFL has a lot of jobs. Major League Baseball has a lot of jobs, and not just the athletes. Athletes actually are the smallest number of people who play who work for these teams. Uh, the NFL has like 54 players per right, team right. and all the people behind and then it has like put like 20 coaches and then trainers and then cleaning staff and concessions and all
0: right. well, those people, the cleaning staff, the concessions, the parking tenants, the maintenance people who work on the facilities, those people still don't get paid as well. Like if you're a maintenance person at, I don't know, Nissan stadium, what are they calling it now? Firestone stadium, whatever they're calling the one in Nashville. I don't know what they call Nissan, it. Nissan, I think. But then you're probably not making any more than the maintenance person at the building next door. You know what I mean? So no, it's not, it's just, it's providing economy that much. It's providing a job. That's it's providing it a ends. job
1: and that's, that's kind of what it's doing. And it's providing, you know, I guess some kind of respect. I work for this team. Um, but I think the big thing for me, um, that sports gives uh besides you know the religious experience which it can uh if your team wins the championship that's probably a pretty amazing religious experience uh i mean
0: i don't know it's yeah i imagine i was
1: a kid the last time any sports team that i follow won a national championship so i don't remember
0: (laughs) what that feels
1: like Uh,
0: but but tennis players you still follow tennis players right
1: yeah, and I st- yeah, I'm a still b- a big tennis fan and those are big but they're four majors every year so it's not to to be the number one player in the world at the end of the year isn't as cool as like winning Wimbledon or the US Open. Like nobody remembers who finished number one last year, they care who won Wimbledon. Fair. Uh, Fair. And and the person who won Wimbledon is not the person last year is not the person who finished number one in uh, on the men's side. I can't remember who how it went on the women's side. Because Djokovic won Wimbledon, and Nadal finished number one. He also won two other tournaments. Anyway, not important.
0: No, I would say, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and just sort of tie these things in. So sports do, do bring a sense of unity and pride to a city or a geographic region. I think there's some truth to that. So I can see their purpose in that regard. But at the same time, let's take any major sports team. you take their fan base like if you look at these little these charts that come out right these ones with the nfl where it shows like half of texas is like houston and half of texas is dallas and the other like um oklahoma still belongs to dallas and then tennessee is like the titans and then part of titans territory goes into kentucky and then uh you know talking about right all these little charts or whatever fan base and yeah yeah yeah
1: Oh, there is no Rams in St. Louis anymore.
0: No, because the freaking St. Louis taxpayers didn't want to pay to build a new stadium. So good on them. They kicked them out. Good on them. I'm fine with that. Um, also,
1: the Rams kind of, I mean, they, they're, they're like, we're like, a new
0: stadium. And taxpayers are like, not. Nah, dog. And they're
1: like, all right, we're going back to fucking California. So- <laughs> well, I mean, and you got to think, though, there's probably more to it. Because let's face it, the Rams have not done anything well in 20 years. But the Cardinals, their baseball team, has. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the Cardinals say, we want a new stadium, which they probably wouldn't because their stadium's kind of classic. The taxpayers might have said something totally different. Possibly. Because it does matter if your team's doing good. Possibly.
0: And the Uh, the Cardinals, I will say, are a huge source of pride and camaraderie in in St. Louis and then uh, Western Illinois, definitely.
1: And if you don't know anything about like the Cardinals, uh, why they are such a big team in baseball is because everybody knows the Yankees have 27 championships. The Yankees are the best. The Cardinals are number two. They've won the second most number of world series and most teams would think it's the Red Sox. The Red Sox have like five world series. The Cardinals have 11 or 12. I can't remember. Uh, They have the Cubs. They're so famous. The Cubs have three world series, I think, or two. They may only have two. Uh, but the Cardinals are that big of a team, and people forget that, but they are big, and probably gets some extra attention from the people the people in St Louis that the rams don 't get because the Rams have won a Super Bowl, won in St Louis, yeah uh, and then lost the Super Bowl that started tom brady 's career uh, so maybe there 's a little <laughs> There's a little uh, hatred toward what the Rams did. Why couldn't you just win that Super Bowl so Tom Brady would have been a nobody?
0: Possibly. Yeah. I mean, regardless, they lost, I mean, they got rid of their team because, because they want to, but why would, okay. So if you're paying, I I just don't, I don't see the economics in in sports. Professional sports are privately owned businesses. NFL is a privately owned business. Uh, uh, NBA is a, privately owned business all these sports teams are privately owned franchises within this business right yeah. why do you need especially with as much money as they make why do they need taxpayers to fund their facilities why do they need to kick poor people out of their housing to make room for um, stadiums like this like that's just that's just glorified gentrification I mean yeah Right. And that
1: goes into like a lot of anything that where they do stuff like gentrification is a problem, no matter what,
0: uh, yeah. Sports if, if it's teams, for a sports it's just, team, that's fine. No. i mean for a whole foods. Hold on now.
1: Yeah. It, it, there are a lot of issues with it, but I will say like there, I can't get around there. There are a lot of problems with professional sports, but there is one thing like I haven't really talked about. One thing that I think professional sports do that I love, and I was getting into this and then I got distracted. I apologize. Is that professional sports, if you are a fan of professional in college too, they give you something to believe in that has no real meaning or consequence no matter what happens. I can be a diehard fan of say the Chicago Cubs. I bring them up because our friend Donnie that we talked about, um, We've talked about it a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, diehard Chicago Cubs fan his entire life. Chicago Cubs, if anybody knows their story, won the World Series in uh, 1908, I think. I don't know. 1908. And then uh, did not win another World Series until 2016. Every year they had hope, and every year it got crushed. There was the famous Bartman, Steve Bartman, foul ball that happened I think in 2003 there was the year that they were doing so well and got swept in the first round and then in 2016 everything came together and they won it in game seven and it was glorious it was wonderful I remember watching it I I sat in my living room at midnight it was the 10th inning and there was a rain delay and it was game seven and everybody on like Facebook and Twitter it was just everybody was talking about it And the Cubs won it, and everybody was like, yay, the Cubs finally won the World Series because everybody wanted to be there and see that, it seemed like. And you know what? If they had lost that game, it would have sucked for a lot of people. But at the end of the day, it didn't mean anything. It was just a game. Because the next year, 2017 rolls around, the Cubs don't win the World Series. Nobody cares. It's okay. And that's the thing. When we have so many serious things going on in the world right now, Protests in America, a pandemic, uh, political drama all the time. Those are things that mean something. Those are things that have serious consequences, and it have for hundreds of years. Uh, uh, racism didn't begin in 2016. <laughs> racism didn't begin in 2020. Racism in has been around.
0: The Rodney King's. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that's just. Those are moments where it's just gotten bigger and. Uh, become more known for modern times, but racism—racism's racism's been around in the U.S. or in the Americas since, since well, since white people got here, and
0: since and for as for as long as humanity's existed.
1: Yeah, for yeah, as long as there have been different uh, ethnicities, there's probably been racism and uh, and,
0: and slavery uh, and yeah. and rape and. It,
1: Yeah. And so those things have been around and those are serious things that have serious consequences. And, uh, what happens politically and economically, those mean something. And for people who have to deal with that all day, sometimes it's nice to just come home and turn on the game and be like, I hope my team wins, but you know what, if they lose, I'll be sad. I'll be upset about it. But at the end of the day, it's just a game. And If they win at the end of the day, it's just a game because it doesn't have any meaning but i can gather with a bunch of people and just enjoy this and know this has no meaning and it could be like my meditative practice of just not having to worry about what the actual results of this are